and a very good morning to you. Welcome to the papers. It is Monday, the 20th of November, 2023. The 20th of November, eh? I'm Richie Allen. I hope you had a fantastic weekend this weekend and you're in good form. Looking forward to the week ahead. I am at the Richie Allen Radio Show. I'll mention this at the end. Moves to a new time slot today. A permanent move. It's a 4pm GMT until 6pm. It's two hours. That hasn't changed. Just slightly earlier. I'll give it a mention again a bit later. In this podcast, I look at the front pages of the UK dailies. And then I've picked out one or two stories inside the papers, which I think you might find interesting if you're not buying the papers these days. Um, you might find some of this stuff interesting. Most of the papers, not most of them, but um, the, what is it, the Times, the Telegraph, and not the Guardian, but the Times, the Telegraph, you've got to subscribe these days to read them online. Right and proper. Let's kick off with the Daily Mail. Are we finally on brink of a real tax cut? Now, the autumn statement will be will be presented to the country, to Parliament anyway, on Wednesday by the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, the autumn statement. And the Daily Mail believes, is hoping, that income tax or national insurance might be cut. Hence the headline, Are We Finally on the Brink of a Real Tax Cut? The Sunday television news programmes yesterday were full of right versus left. You know, you had lefties on giving out about the fact that Hunt is probably going to announce an inheritance tax cut which will suit the most wealthy in the country, but won't do a lot for those on lower incomes. Um, And then you had Conservatives appearing on the same programmes saying this is good news and all the rest of that. Yeah, it's it's all an illusion. Anyway, Daily Express, Chancellor, you must honour pension pledge. So the Daily Express's warning, warning hunt, is that whatever he does announce, it must come with him honouring the triple lock agreement on pensions. And that will require an 8.5% increase for the state pension. The paper says the Express, if he uses tax cuts to get the economy fizzing, but doesn't keep the long-term promise on pensions, it will cause uproar. That is the Express, the Daily Mirror, photograph of Jeremy Hunt carrying that red briefcase, that ministerial briefcase. And the headline is, That's Rich. So unsurprisingly, criticism of Hunt in the so-called left-wing Daily Mirror. Its investigations editor is a guy called Nick Summerlad, He's been looking into the rents that are charged for seven luxury apartments owned by Jeremy Hunt and his wife and discovers that one of them saw a rise of 18%. The paper does acknowledge that Hunt has said that he donates all profits to charity. So he's got luxury properties he rents out, but the money, the profits from those are given to charity, apparently. But the Mirror not happy. With Jeremy Hunt, the Daily Telegraph goes with Israel on brink of hostage agreement. That's obviously about the situation in Palestine. It's the lead story on the Telegraph. Basically, the Telegraph has got the latest developments in negotiations between Hamas and the Israeli leadership. They are hopeful of a three-day pause 
if or even a five day pause according to the Telegraph but some of the radio shows this Monday morning are saying possibly a three day pause will be agreed to allow humanitarian aid into Palestine if the uh, if Hamas agrees to release Israeli hostages it is currently holding. That's the Telegraph. The Times goes with Sunak faces cabinet row on new plan for Rwanda. So this again, we've talked about this quite a bit. The Supreme Court said here in the UK that sending asylum seekers off to Rwanda is unlawful. The government is challenging that. Also on the front page of the Sunday, excuse me, the Sunday, the Monday Times. <laughs> the Times today, Monday. Uh, there is a photograph of Russell Brand, the actor and comedian. There is a story accompanying that photograph. We'll talk about it briefly in a few minutes' time. The Metro goes with Met Police Quiz Brand. TV comic sex assaults interview. Front page of the sun, let's have a look. Nuke sub minutes from disaster. It's a dramatic headline on the front page of the sun. It does explain this is not the current prognosis. It's something that happened decades ago. So um, it's a story about how there was a near miss, is it? Um, a Trident sub which was carrying doomsday missiles apparently some years ago began to sink towards the depths where it would crush where the hull would implode but it was saved in the nick of time and this wasn't reported at the time financial times goes with pressure mounts on open ai board to reinstate altman as chief executive i was listening to the bbc's wake up to money program today and i heard a little bit about this um it's a strange situation going on at microsoft where the head, the, the head of one of its major departments was fired only to be seemingly re- reinstated and then only to be seemingly fired again all in the space of 36 hours. That's the Financial Times. And the Daily Star, Star goes with White Christmas. Now, Britain is set for a festive snow bomb as Big Freeze hits a snow bomb. So the Daily Star has gone early with its prediction that will be getting a white Christmas this year. Usually the Star or the Express, one or the other, one or t'other, um, goes early with the prediction of a white Christmas. And of course, it never comes to pass, thankfully. Let's look inside the papers. This is the papers with me, Richie Allen. Uh, the Times, Russell Brand questioned by police over alleged sex offences. Okay, you've probably heard this on the broadcast news now. Brand has been questioned by detectives from the Met Police over alleged historical sex offences in the wake of a Times investigation into his treatment of women. Scotland Yard confirmed a man in his 40s, understood to be Brand, attended a police station in South London on Thursday, where he was questioned in relation to non-recent alleged sexual offences. So he was interviewed under caution. And the Met says the investigation was continuing. Brand continues to claim that he is being attacked, that this is a free speech issue. I don't believe that. Now, I'm not qualified to, because I don't know the details. I cannot make a judgment on, on, on Brand's guilt, guilt or otherwise. I don't know. Guilt or innocence, I have no idea. But what I do not believe for a minute is that Brand is being targeted because of anything that he has said on his channel. I do not believe it. Because there is no evidence to support that. Brand hasn't done anything extraordinary with his BitChute channel. Brand is not a threat, not now, not ever, to the establishment. So that part of it I do not buy. I believe he's got serious questions to answer about his conduct. But uh, as to his guilt or innocence, I don't know. 
I do not know. Okay. The Guardian. This is, uh, you know, we talk on the Richie Allen show about climate and how all the eggs will be in the climate basket. The tyranny now will concentrate on climate. Richest 1% account for more carbon emissions than poorest 66% report says. Okay. So the richest 1% of humanity is responsible for more carbon emissions than the poorest 66% with dire consequences for vulnerable communities and global efforts to tackle the climate emergency, according to a report. The most comprehensive study of global climate inequality ever undertaken, global climate inequality. What the hell is that? That's word salad, isn't it? What does that even mean? Global climate inequality. What does that even mean? Is Ireland uh, suffering from global climate inequality, particularly the west of Ireland, because it never stops pissing it down there, and it's always grim? Is that climate inequality? Whereas in Florida and in Spain, on the Costa del Sol, where I lived for a number of years, you get more than 300 days of sunshine a year. Is that global climate inequality, I wonder? No, it's not. No, no. No, that would be maybe understandable. But this is all about... um, uh, an elite group made up of 77 million people, 77 million, right, uh, including billionaires, millionaires, and those paid more than £112,000 a year. So if, you've, if you earn more than £112,000 a year, you're in a group now that accounts for, you make up a group that are responsible for 16% of all CO2 emissions. And that's enough to cause more than a million excess deaths due to heat a year. This is sinister. This is disturbing. This is fucking batshit crazy. They are saying now that there is a group of people on the planet, 77 million of them, and they are collectively responsible for causing more than a million excess deaths a year due to heat because of their emissions. You see where this is going and how this is escalating. It's day on day this is getting crazier. More and more crazy reports like this. Blaming people for killing people. Oxfam have produced this report according to The Guardian and they've used, wait for it, a, this is a quote now, mortality cost formula used by the US Environmental Protection Agency. They are going to apply this to everybody, dearest listener, in the future. Everything you do, they are going to apply the mortality cost formula to it. Therefore, maybe you shouldn't be fucking doing it, maybe. Doing what? Well, flying to Spain for two weeks in August. Maybe not. Maybe every two years, maybe every three years, we'd have to apply the mortality cost formula to what you do and whether or not it's going to cause harm to somebody in fucking Timbuktu. But how could it do? Well, because we make up more of the emissions collectively in the West, in the first world. We, 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 we create so much emissions, so much CO2, far more than they do. And they get fucking heat waves. Of course, it's nonsense. The, the, the Earth is warming as part of a natural warming cycle proven by scientists, eminent scientists. Hundreds of them have signed d- declarations saying the, the anthropogen- anthropogenic climate change theory, the warming theory, is bollocks. It's got nothing to do with people. There is nothing we can do about it. But they're going to use it to turn the world into a prison. This nonsense, this lie, to imprison us in 15-minute cities, in a social credit mode of existence, mode whereby everything you do will be evaluated as to whether it's for the better good or not, 
and if it isn't for the better good, and if it does any environmental damage, and if it does create too much CO2, well, maybe you won't be doing it. This is crazy stuff. It terrifies the shit out of me. This is not an act. It really scares me. Because, as I said, it's accelerating this. And I heard Kay Burley this morning on Sky News as I was preparing this, saying that Just Stop Oil have announced that they're going to begin a series of actions that will not stop until, quote, we win. Yeah. The Guardian. And you might not think this next story in The Guardian is related, but it is related. Listen. Gaza protests targeting MPs cross line into intimidation, says Rachel Reeves. Right? So Rachel Reeves was on television yesterday. She did the rounds. She did uh, Trevor Phillips on Sky and Laura Kunzberg on the BBC, right? And she said that because people protested outside of Keir Starmer's constituency office, right, um, in Camden, right, hundreds of people turned up uh, to protest because he has failed to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Keir Starmer is not remotely moved by the fact that 12,000 people in Palestine are now dead and thousands of children are dead. Did you see that video over the weekend? All the media have run it of that little girl pulling a blanket over the body of her brother. And Keir Starmer and scum like him are content to praise Israel and say Israel has a right to defend itself while children are burying children in Gaza. And this fucking wench, wench Rachel Reeves, saying that we need to get the police involved, we need to have laws How dare the unwashed protest us, you see? And why is it related to the previous story? Because as the tyranny gets ramped up, right, they know that there will be a day of reckoning and that people will come for them, as well they should come for them. And when they do it, it should be peaceful. I've said it a thousand times before. They should be driven out peacefully. Don't harm a hair on their head. The day should come. From the Parliament buildings, not just in London, but in Dublin, in Berlin, the palaces of Copenhagen, the palaces of Madrid, the palaces of London. They should be fucking exiled, every one of them, driven from their homes. These tyrants, these creeps, right? Oh, people are protesting and it's getting a bit scary. It's getting a bit too intimidating because people are realising that this is not what we voted for. We didn't vote for poverty. We didn't vote for tyranny. We didn't vote for climate bullshit in 15-minute cities. Oh, they might come for us. Yes, they might come for you, Rachel Reeves. They might eventually wake up and realise that it's a sham democracy, that they live in totalitarianism, that we are an authoritarian, an authoritarian reality now, where you give billions of pounds worth of weapons to scum like Bibi Netanyahu and scum like the Saudis, and they use them to fucking kill children. And how dare the unwashed knock on your door, eh? And say, what the fuck is going on, bitch? Eh? Can't stand these people. I fucking hate them. I really do. Enough. Enough, Richie. It's only a Monday. Breathe. Hate them. Hate them. Look at them. They have a certain look, don't they? These fuckers. Don't they? They don't look right, do they? There's something going on energetically with them. They don't look right, these people. Look at Starmer. Look at Sunak. Look at the state of him. Look at Rachel Reeves, eh? Look at him. Look at all of them. Michael Gove. Channeling my inner Salente. Jesus.
Anyway, enough of the anger. Forgive me. The Times. Teachers adopting de facto blasphemy code by censoring lessons. One-fifth of teachers are censoring their lessons to avoid potentially causing offence over issues surrounding race, gender and sexuality, according to a survey. I won't go deep into this. This is more madness. How often have I spoken on the Richie Allen show about how in future governments will not need to introduce censorship. They're already doing it, I know, with their online safety bill, but they won't need to do it. People will censor themselves because they will fear the mob. And the mob is the online mob as much as the physical mob. Teachers are terrified now of losing their status if they offend somebody over race, gender and sexuality, so they are self-censoring. One in six, according to the Policy Exchange think tank. Madness. And we see this spreading in wider society too. People terrified to say what they really feel about something because of the consequences of doing that. That's in the Times today. They surveyed nearly 1,200 teachers. The Telegraph. BBC's former head of television called for independent review of Israel-Hamas war coverage. Yeah, this is Danny Cohen. Danny's a bastard, right? He was the BBC TV director from 2013 to 2015. And he's claimed in The Telegraph that Jewish people are, quote, being harmed through its unbalanced reporting since the war began. This is bullshit, of course. Jewish people are not being harmed by the BBC's unbalanced reporting. Because amazingly, amazingly, and I've said this already on the other show, the BBC's coverage of what's going on in Gaza seems to be pretty right on for a f***ing change. And this guy wants a, an independent inquiry into the BBC's editorial and management failures in reporting of Israel. And he's pissed off as Danny Cohen, the Jewish journalist, because there, there is a woman called Caroline Hawley, who's a BBC diplomatic correspondent, and she's tweeted expressing a concern for, wait for, the shocking and terrifying situation in Gaza. She's shared calls for a ceasefire. She's provided multiple updates on the number of deaths in Gaza. And Danny fucking Cohen doesn't like that. So we need to have an independent review. The BBC is giving us a bit too much truce on Israel. So the Telegraph is siding with this Danny Cohen dickhead. They're jumping in. They've gone through her tweets with a fine-tooth comb, right? They're trying to basically have this woman cancelled for telling the truth. Last week she wrote, New life amid all the death and destruction, with more than 4,000 children killed, 100 UN or WA staff dead, and 200 medics no longer able to help heal patients. She's telling the truth, you see. She tweeted, "What What shocks me? In this small glimpse of the terror civilians are enduring in Gaza is how calm people appear. I guess there's little choice. And they don't like this. Danny Cohn, former BBC One controller, as well as being the director for two years, said her biased, unbalanced social media feed reads like a series of press releases from Hamas Central Command. She should sue that fucking wanker into oblivion. I would. I would imagine she has the money. He's compared her He's basically accused her of being a propagandist for Hamas. Called her biased and unbalanced. She should sue him for libel. 
I mean, this is terrifying now, you know. When there's even a little whiff of real journalism, it's stamped out, isn't it? It's stamped out. Yeah. Oh, these are the times, dearest listener. This is the papers with me, Richie Allen, by the way. Stay with the Telegraph. Transgender teddy bears used to indoctrinate children aged 10. Footage of a class delivered to a primary school in St. Albans, Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire. Shows a teacher holding up a picture book titled Introducing a Teddy to Help Explain Transgender Issues. That's the name of the book. Introducing a Teddy to Help Explain Transgender Issues. It's a lesson for year six pupils, 10-year-olds, a video of which has been seen by the Telegraph. The teacher narrates the moment in the picture book that Thomas the Teddy comes out as a trans girl. If I tell you, says Thomas, you might not be my friend anymore, the teacher tells the class of 10-year-olds. I'll always be your best friend, Thomas, says his best friend, Errol. Since the prescribed... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, leave it. Just leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. It's ma- more madness. And parents put up with it. You know, who do you blame? The school, the charity that they bring in because they bring charities in to do these training courses. Or do you blame the parents for not caring? Because if I had children, no child of mine would listen to that shit. They wouldn't be listening to it. It's as simple as that. As the Daily Mail goes with, Creepy Joe strikes again, question mark. Creepy Joe strikes again. Biden slammed for telling girl six, I love your ears at Thanksgiving event. Now the girl is wearing one of those head, one of those kind of like an Alice band. It's a headband with pointed ears. So maybe they're being a bit hard on Biden this time. But Biden has previous, doesn't he? He is previous with children doing creepy things and putting his hands where they don't belong. But they're going after him. It, it happened during a Friendsgiving event at a, na- at a naval base ahead of Thanksgiving, which I think is this coming Thursday. That's in the Mail Online, the Daily Mail. Creepy Joe strikes again. I don't imagine that Joe Biden really is aware most of the time where he is and who he's talking to. I would guess at this stage, judging by recent videos of his speeches and his appearances and uh, the like. We're nearly done for the papers today. Monday is the 20th of November 2023. Let me remind you again, beginning today, today and forevermore, the Richie Allen Show moves back one hour to 4pm Greenwich meantime. That's 4pm GMT. It's uh, It continues to be a two-hour programme with interviews, with analysis, and um, yeah, which you don't get anywhere else. So there you go. Do, if you don't mind, download the Richie Allen Show app. The app can be downloaded via the App Store for Apple or via Google Play. Please do that. If you don't mind, it's um, it's a good app. And one of the lovely features, it doesn't have many features really, but you can message the studio instantaneously. So when you type your message on your phone, you press send, it immediately flashes up on my screen during the live show, which makes it far easier for you to participate. So there you are then. Yes, Monday. It is Monday, the beginning of a brand new week. Thank you very much for listening to the papers. And do share the papers uh, with other people, please, on your social media channels. So until four o'clock this afternoon, um, you look after yourselves and have a fantastic Monday. It's bye from the BBG. Speaking for bye then.